The Courage to Lead, Episode 86. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Uh, please help me welcome Aaron Rivera. Aaron Rivera is the force behind Uncle Aaron Grooms, a one-stop pet shop that specializes in full baths, professional grooming, and supplies and merchandise for your fur baby. At Uncle Aaron Grooms, they pride themselves in always keeping individualized love and care at the forefront of every interaction with fur babies and fur parents. Uncle Aaron Grooms is uh, community-centered and always looking to make a difference in both animal welfare and the lives of people. Their motto is and always has been, the difference is love. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. No, this is awesome. Uh, I I am a pet fan. I love dogs. Cats, uh, cats are okay. (laughs) But I'm a dog fan. I'm a big, big dog fan. In fact, we can't go anywhere without my wife getting down on the ground and playing with the dogs and stuff, you know? Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You can't get rid of that. Uh, they, they have that. Uh, it's, it's, it's unlimited love, yes, that energy absolutely. that they have. It's awesome. absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And Cats, we, they can be uh, a little, uh, <laughs> little specific on those areas. They have yes. their limits. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're fine. They can be okay, but yeah, yes, dogs, yes. there's just nothing like a, a dog. Mm-hmm. Like my wife knows, around our neighborhood, she knows all the dogs' names. Mm-hmm. We don't know the people's names, but we know every one of the dogs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit, uh, I, I can agree with her on there. Uh, it's hard for me to remember uh, client names, but man, you say Chloe or or Max, even though there's 10 of them, I don't know which one you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I want to talk about all that, talk more about animals and how you got started with uh, Uncle Aaron's. But before we get started, I've got some questions that I ask. Now, these are questions I ask every one of my guests. Uh, questions made popular on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host, okay. James Lipton, asks these questions of his Hollywood TV stars, film stars, uh, stage stars. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So Sound good. All right. Ten questions, if you're ready, sir. Question number one, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Um, it would be love. Good job. Love. What is your least favorite word? Abuse. Okay. Um, what turns you on? Um, hmm. Laughing. Laughing. Absolutely. What turns you off? Um, huh, that's a good one. Uh, I would have to say, in what sense are we talking here? (laughs) (laughs) Just in general, Um, just in general, the things you like. I would say, uh, I would say rudeness. Rudeness is a big turnoff for me. Absolutely. I would agree. Um, Question five, what sound or noise do you love? I love to hear my daughter cry. Uh, 
and that that is a, that's not in a sense of like abusive and i'm an, this evil guy it's just it was when she was born she couldn't breathe so mm. now when i hear her cry it's it's just a reminder it of means what, absolutely yeah, yeah. so it, right. it's it's very special to me absolutely what sound or noise do you hate oh man it would have to be a dog being hit that yelp they make oh it breaks my heart absolutely every time absolutely what is your favorite curse word (laughs) oh man believe it or not groomers do cuss quite a bit um i think mine would be uh the s word sounds like spit you know (laughs) yep (laughs) um what profession other than your own would you like to attempt Oh man, that's a good one. Another profession other than grooming. Um, I've always wanted to be an animal cop. Oh, absolutely. I've always wanted to be the, to work with the animal welfare. Uh, I think that is kind of really what put me in this position to begin with. But um, I loved watching it when I was younger on TV. Um, I love the idea of actually going in and saving those animals that are, you know, emaciated and, yeah. and need help and things like that. I, I always love that. Um, I would, I, I would I was, hurt, I would hurt people. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I, I uh, agree. It'd be hard to follow the rules on that one. Man. Wow. Absolutely. All right. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, I would never like and kudos to these people kudos because you guys are the best i would never like to clean sewers yeah i don't think i'd ever want to do that or change the light bulb at the top of those towers oh way 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 up yeah Yeah, um, they make a ton of money but man i'm stopping halfway i can't get up there yep they deserve it they can have it (laughs) all right aaron final question if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, you did good, man. You did good. You did good. I, I would just like to hear you did good. Absolutely. Not you did right. Not you did perfect. You did good. You did. You good. know. Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think you have with your chosen profession and stuff. I definitely think you've done good. Thank you. All right. (laughs) So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you got started uh, with this, how you formed Uncle Aaron's, the whole story behind that, and uh, whatever else comes up. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk about this and, uh, and more right after this message. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Aaron Rivera. Aaron, thanks again for being on the podcast. I've been looking forward to the conversation and stuff. Good to talk to you. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell me how you got started in uh, pet grooming. 
Uh, well, it's it's pretty funny. I, I started in an animal shelter. Um, I was at the shelter. It was the only animal job I could get. I was looking for um, a career in the animal field. And uh, it was pretty difficult. Uh, they, they look for a lot of experience when it comes to animals. Now being in the industry, I understand why. Um, it's, it's a very uh, uh, specific skill set um, when it comes to working with animals and a different level of uh, emotional toll and things like that. Um, but now that I'm in, um, I started when I was at the shelter, um, part-time, minimum wage, um, before that, I was in a mortgage company doing great, um, but it just wasn't for me. So I went to the shelter and um, I started as after I was there for a while, I started to actually groom and clean the dogs um, that were there. Um, my intention really was just to help them get adopted. I just wanted to uh, spend more time <laughs> with the yeah. dogs. I just found another way to, to just enjoy time with them. And um, I found out that I really loved um, the grooming side of it, even though I really didn't know anything about it. And I was just kind of bathing and dematting the super, um, you know, uh, matted dogs. Yeah. Um, it sparked something in me. And when I finished that first dog and they were super excited on the ground, um, when I put them down off the table and they did the spin and the jump oh, yeah. around, um, I'm talking shelter dogs that are afraid of people. You know, when you when you first meet them, they know nothing yeah. about you. Um, so it's a little bit more difficult as to just having a client bring in their pet oh, who's yeah. socialized, who's around people, who's being treated correctly. Um, when you do a shelter dog and then when you're finished and they give you that that just thank you, thank you, that oh, yeah. that love. Um Man, that that did it for me. Yeah. And, the whole, uh, their whole demeanor, their whole demeanor changes. Yeah, when they're yes. they're they're kind of cowering a little bit and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and suddenly they come out all cleaned and brushed, and they just yeah, the whole demeanor. exactly. It, it, awesome. It's it's a crazy feeling because then you see it goes from seeing the shelter animal to seeing the pet that's inside. Yeah, you know, and that that dog that just needs the right home. And um, because of that, it, it really, it really struck a chord with me. Um, I found myself uh, wanting to do more. Yeah. And so uh, we held this little event at the shelter um, where uh, we just cleaned all the dogs that day. And um, at the end of that event, a friend of mine, a coworker, um, who's still very close friends with me, um, she goes, hey, they're giving, you know, free certification classes um, at a different facility. It was a, a different area. So mm -hmm. I went and got certified. And uh, that's when I really started my my grooming career, if you if you nice. could say. But I, I owe it all to that that one shot they gave me at the shelter. Cool. And so when did Uncle Aaron start? Uncle Aaron Grooms officially started in 2017. Okay. Um, I was... Uh, I had just left uh, Pet Value uh, on Four Seasons Plaza and, uh, by Glasgow, which ironically is where we're located now. Okay. Uh, we took over that facility, nice. um, but uh, we were an independent contractor there. Um, and when I left there, uh, we began um, pick up and drop off um, at a family member's house. We set up a whole salon. It was beautiful. 
Um, they allowed us to use a room in the house and, and we set up a nice bathing area and we were doing pickup and drop off for about a year. Wow. Um, after that, that's when we got into mobile and stuff. But 2017, I would say is when we really, when we really officially kicked it off. Nice. And so when did you get the name uncle Aaron? Oh man, that one's hilarious. People always think, uh, that it was something that I really thought of on, in all honesty, um, that name was given to me uh, multiple times by clients and coworkers. Um, I actually wanted to name my salon um, something along the lines for like angels, you know, something a little bit more floofy and, yeah. and uh, dog related. Um, but uh, as I was doing the dogs at the shelter, um, the, the staff there began to refer and I'm, and I know they were talking to the dogs. Right. But they began talking to the dogs and they would say, don't worry, Uncle Aaron is going to take care of you. And that's how it just kind of started. When I when I left that facility and went to get certified and, and was working at another salon, um, they would start saying again, don't worry, Uncle Aaron's going to take care of you, even though I would not present myself that way. Um, so after two places calling me Uncle Aaron, it, it just kind of stuck. Um, and when I traveled around and I went pick up from mobile to salon, it, it allowed my clients to be able to find me easier because that's what they knew me as. Yeah. So um, it, I think it was more given to me than chosen. And I, awesome. I still appreciate it and love it to this day. Oh, yeah. No, and I love your website. The graphics you, and everything man. like that, the retro. Yeah, I love the, love the thing. Thank now, you. How was that for your family to say, you I'm know, sorry? hey. How was it uh, when you told your family, yeah, I'm going to be a dog groomer? <laughs> well, that, that one's hilarious because uh, the wife, uh, my wife at the time was, uh, she was working at the mortgage company that I was working at. And um, at the time, you know, we're making good money. There's no need to really make any business moves or anything. Um, and I look over to my wife and I'm just like, Hey, I, I, I like what I'm doing. I'm good at it, but, um, you know, this isn't for me. I'm sorry. Um, so we decide, I, I, well, not, we decided I convinced her <laughs> to allow me to take this leap into the animal field. And, um, at first she was very, very shy about it. She didn't know because again, um, the animal field is, is a field that you don't really look into. Uh, we, we see our, our animals as pets, as family members. Um, but as clients and customers, we tend to uh, get stuck on that side of the fence. Right. Um, so as I'm trying to explain to her my passion about this and, and um, what I would love to do in it, um, at the beginning, it was hard for her to, to kind of see it. But um, I think when she seen me at the salon for the first time actually grooming, yeah. um, I think that's when it, it really clicked. And, um, and she's seen that, that this is for me. And nice. ironically, she grooms now as well. Awesome. <laughs> so Very cool. It kind of fed into the whole family now. So we're all, now it's a family business and we all love it. So. Very cool. But you said that's kind of hard to break into, the dog grooming. You're saying that's yes. a difficult area to break into. Why is that? Um, simply because it's it, it's not a barbershop. Um, I mean, dogs don't use words. Um, you have to really know how to slow down 
um, for one, control your emotions and read the dog as you're working on them. Um, that is completely separate from the artistic ability um, and the procedure of grooming itself. Um, because there's hundreds of dogs, there's hundreds of uh, haircuts just like us, um, and there's hundreds of different homes that they're coming from. So um, not all dogs come in the same. I could have 10 Bichons and they could each act different from each other for different things. Um, and you just, it, it's, it, it, it requires more than you would expect yeah. um, when it comes to handling them and getting them done safely and properly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they all have their own personality, right? But you get yes. to know their personality after a while. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the issue with that is, um, and, and, and what you'll find in different salons is um, groomers will become numb to that. Um, and uh, they will begin to, uh, to, be, to begin to, I don't know how to describe it. It would be like almost to force the dog through grooming as yeah. opposed to work with the dog through the grooming. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to put a dog in a certain hold, um, in a, in a certain lock position just to get what you want done fast. Um, but that is not the best way or the right yeah. way to do that. Uh, at the same time, as I groom, I'm trying to teach my dogs the proper way and that it is safe. Right. You're safe with us. Um, our motto at my salon is the difference is love. And all of our groomers are right out in the open, uh, almost as if you were to go to a, a grooming show. You, you can see them. There's no glass that we're behind. We're not in separate rooms. We don't bathe them in the back room. Everything is nice and out nice. in the open. So we're bringing a different twist to that same issue to try and, and uh, find a better way to do it. And, yeah. and teach the community a better way to handle these dogs. Yeah. Uh, when it well, like comes I said, to if, that situation. if you can teach the dog that this is safe, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, everything's going to be fine. They don't resist later. Exactly. Right? They get used to it. Stuff. Now I, I remember one time we'd had our dog, um, took her to the groomer and you could see through the, the glass window, they were back in a back room over there. And the lady screamed at my dog and hit my dog. For yes. not standing still. And that was, that was the end. That was the last yeah. time that dog ever went there. And see that, that is exactly a good example of what I'm talking about. That groomer lost her composure, you know, whether it be the dog was, uh, was giving her a hard time or not, or, uh, was quirky for something. We like to use the word quirky because yes. a quirk can be anything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, so for example, your dog is bad for nails. You know, um, instead of just hurrying and throwing the dog on the table and trying to pop the nails, we do a slower, more um, inviting approach. Nice. So even if we take more than five minutes to do a nail trim, we are going to slowly try and work that behavior out of your dog. Because um, now when your dog goes to the groomer, she's going to be afraid or he's going to be afraid if if you know, a hand is lifted too fast or, you know, anything. And in turn, 
um, it becomes unsafe for us and your dog because now we don't know how the dog's going to react and the dog right. doesn't know how we're going to react. So the first mission of your dog is going to be get to my owner. Yes. I need to get home. I'm unsafe. And you never want that in a salon with sharp objects in the face, mm. you know, scissors, shears, um, you know, clippers in the private area. Yep. Um, even just trying to do nails, you can clip a nail too short. Um, and if a dog is, is upset or scared, you should be able to slow down the process and try a different method. Um, we will massage a dog, um, to try and get them to calm down. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll massage their ears, try to get their attention off of what we're doing. Um, do a slower approach. And, and I've had owners, um, literally say my dog needs to be muzzled. Um, they always muzzle them everywhere. There's three people that hold them down and it's this big, scary event and we'll slowly get them in, put them on yeah. the table. And only one of us needs to do that dog with no muzzle. Um, nice. It doesn't work every time, yeah. but um, you know, it does work in more often than, than not. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to go get my hair cut where three people were holding me down. <laughs> exactly. I mean? exactly. That would make me un- uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's not about humanizing uh, your pet. It, right. That's, that's not what I'm saying. We shouldn't humanize them. We shouldn't, you know, uh, overly do it. But at the right. same time, we got to understand these are living animals and just like any other uh, service that you, where you take care of a living thing, um, you need to be mindful of the emotions and the, the mental turmoil that they've been through before. Sure. Um, and, and, and slow down when you need to. I mean, that's, that's love. In those moments, you're showing the dog love. When I had groomers, um, I always would tell them, you know, focus on your dog, talk to your dog, and love your dog because that's the difference in turning a bad dog good. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So did you have to learn all the different breed cuts and the the standard you know yes cuts and everything oh wow. yeah oh yeah that is that is uh that is uh quite challenging when you yeah. when you when you really get into it um and the reason being is because there's levels to it um so i can get certified where i did and it may not be as extensive they're they're mainly focused on um if you can do uh the four breed groups you know and 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 get them clipped in a certain manner do a couple breed standards um because for the most part it's generally the same um but uh when you get into your bigger breeds you're more um when you go from shih tzus to bouviers or you go from a bouvier to an airedale terrier um those breeds begin their cuts begin to really change drastically um, so it's not to say that you have to do every cut to pass, um, but you do have to do the four main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself am actually in the process of getting nationally certified. Um, I'm thinking about going into and looking to, uh, to go for my master groomer certification. Wow. Um, that is complete with, you know, written exams, you know, over a hundred questions each different, wow. uh, breed cuts that you have to do that is a way more extensive certification which it should be you know and and those that have it um i definitely uh, applaud because it's 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 
pretty difficult and, and it's and it's um going that route you'll definitely do a lot more breeds just getting certified oh, yeah. well in the show dogs you know because you could have a, a standard poodle somebody has a standard poodle at home and stuff it looks like a normal dog but then you get that special cut the poodle cut exactly you know for show that mm-hmm. that is intense and, and 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 not only that uh you know clients you again this goes back to how much more uh difficult this field really is because um believe it or not a lot of people don't really get the breed standard cuts yeah um they 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 come in and and they'll get all different type of cuts you know um today i gave or i didn't give my wife did a groom this morning and uh you know a maltese walked out with a mohawk and some beautiful (laughs) ears you know but it looked great it looked amazing you know um (laughs) but in order to pull a cut off that is like that where the breed doesn't normally get that um you know then you're looking into a freestyle haircut and with those freestyle haircuts (laughs) the skill level cannot be uh, faked at that point because if if you're going to do something like that you got to do it very correctly yeah or it'll just look uh a mess <laughs> so what's the toughest toughest breed as far as the grooming oh man uh, i think that would depend on um that would depend on who you ask okay um because when it become when you talk about breeds and grooming um Again, there's different factors that come into it, hair, behavior, things like that. I would say uh, the funnest, let's word it that way. Yeah. I'm going to give you two. The funnest groom to do would most likely be, um, let's say, a standard poodle with, uh, you know, unmaintained hair okay. and you're trying to turn it into a uh a beautiful desi cut or something yeah. like that or, or a clean you know a, a lamb cut or something um but anything you definitely have to reverse time on yeah. is gonna be the most difficult because um that dog may may not have been at the groomer for two three months um so you're dealing with you know uh, a little bit of backtracking um, the second would probably be um, a golden doodle. Okay. Um, a golden doodle is probably the hardest uh, for me. Yeah. Um, and even though I do really good on them, it, it's still one of the hardest. Hmm. Um, they, they, they're double layered. They have two different coats. It's poodle and like golden retriever or labradoodle has a little bit of lab in there. Yep. So they, they literally have almost like two different coats in one coat. Um, so it's thicker. Um, the curls are like three times stronger. Like it, yeah. it's, it's a lot, it's a long <laughs> process. Um, now I know the Bouviers and the Airedales and those exotic yeah. breeds sound like they would be harder. Um, but a lot of times if you have a parent bring one of them in, um, they're up keeping with it a lot right. more. Yeah. Um, and those, those haircuts are, are more fun than, than yeah. extensive. Yeah, we had an Airedale. Loved Nikki. No, oh, yeah. Love that Airedale. They are just great, great dogs. Yeah. Those are one of my favorites. I I, I love the Schnauzer, um, yep. but it brings a cool, a cool bearded look to the to the structure. I mean yep. that 
that regal, mature stance. It, it, it's a beautiful dog, and I, yeah. and I definitely love doing them. Love them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, where did you... Where did you find the courage to, to say, I'm not going to do the mortgage thing anymore. You know, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I love. Where did you find that courage? Um, I think it was, I think it was, I think the courage has always been there. Okay. I think it was more, um, I just wanted to be happy at that point. At that point, I mean, I, I spent years doing other stuff and doing well in it. Um, but at that point, I, I, I really wanted to do something that I've been wanting to try for years, yeah. you know, and uh, and the whole time I put it off because, oh, it's the animal field. They don't, you know, the false mindset of they don't make as much and. And uh, you got to be this elite, you know, uh, class of groomer or this elite class of animal care to make money in it. Um, all of that uh, really went to the wayside at that point. I wanted to help who I wanted when I wanted. And, uh, and I think that's what really pushed me. Um, in the mortgage field, you know, you, you got to stick to rules, you know, right. and, and everything is very proper and, and underwriting and all of that and banks and you can't, you can't really do too much except for follow the procedure. Yeah. Um, and my heart would break when people would miss out on homes and, you know, and it's not the company's fault or anything like that, but I wanted to be able to help. Uh, those in front of me more than I was, you know, I, I wanted to be more hands-on with the community and with those around me. Um, I didn't feel comfortable just sitting at a desk, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that sitting at a desk is wrong or anything like that. It sure. just was not for me. I just, I, I was, I was meant to be out and about and, and talking to people and things like that. And playing um, with dogs. Absolutely. And play with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I, to me, that's, that's key. When you can find a way to do what you love, you know, that, uh, that's, that's yeah. what we live for. Yeah. You know, I mean, so many people I give think, up on that. And, and I think that, I think that's what carried our motto so far. Um, the difference is love. The difference is now I love what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm good at what I do. Yes. Um, I need to, to work. Yes, we know that as society, but um, we can choose what we want to do. And um, I think I had to learn that for myself. We, we can choose. And when I finally chose to chase what I wanted in life, um, it, it kind of all worked out. So. And it usually does. And people are afraid yes. to do that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. It's like, this is what's expected but I really want to do that over there. And that's, I, I encourage, I encourage everyone, you know, um, to at least keep moving. Yeah. That, that's the key. If, if, even if, even if what you want to do doesn't work out because just like I wanted to do grooming, I wanted to do the mortgages. I chose to pursue that, you know, but I think uh, knowing when you're unhappy, when it becomes work, when it becomes, uh, Oh, I got to, 
you right. do this tomorrow and, and you start watching the clock at night before how many hours you got till the next day. Yeah. Um, I think that's a clear sign that maybe it's time to chase something else or at least look around. At least look around. Yeah. We have Keep your options life. open. Yeah. We have one life. Make sure you're loving what you're doing with your one life, Absolutely. you know, because when you're doing that, then what you do and what you produce, uh, the quality of it, the atmosphere of it, the energy of it, all of that is, is way better and easier because it's, it's love. Yep. That's the difference. Absolutely. You know? 100%. So, so how many employees do you have with you? Uh, currently I have, I guess one and a half because my <laughs> wife is, uh, my wife is kind of like a boss now. She, okay. she kind of bosses me around too. <laughs> But uh, I have my wife that grooms with me, nice. and um, we have a, a bather that works with us as well, um, nice. who's really awesome. Uh, he actually helps us do uh, a lot of the maintenance work around the shop as well. Oh, good. Very cool. And so if I was to bump into your wife or bump into your, uh, your bather <laughs> and ask them what kind of uh, leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you? I think they would say I am I am an honest leader. I'm an honest leader. Um, good or bad, I'm honest um, and uh, I have good intentions and um, my intentions are to help. And I think they know that at the end of the day, even on bad days, I think they know that uh, that it's only because I, I want to help, you know, um, whether that involves uh, cracking down on rules, whether that involves uh, working an extra day or uh, or doing an extra dog at the end of the day when we're all tired um, or working 12 days straight like we just did. Wow. Um, to make up for, uh, for, uh, the time we had off when she was in the ER room, yeah. um, they know that the intention is just to keep, keep us all good and keep us all fed, you know, Absolutely. um, and, and to be able to do the things that we love when we want, because if we're honest and we work hard, we can do those things at, at any time. It just takes more honesty and more work. Yeah. So I think they would say I'm an honest person. Excellent. No, I, I think that's that's perfect, especially in in this field and stuff. And I, you you said something in the, uh, you know the the ten questions at the beginning that uh, your least favorite word was abuse. I, I bet you probably saw yes. a lot of abuse working yes. at the animal shelter. Yes. Um. You know, even and, and the sad part about it is that I was at the shelter and. The abuse you see in a shelter, and I think this is what really gave me a different spin on grooming when I got into it. Um, the abuse you experienced at that salon with your own dog was from a stranger to your dog, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I experienced abuse from a dog and its own owner, you know? And that type of trust and trauma um, is very different. And, and it, it, it's really hurtful uh, to see um, 
you know, that's why I think a lot of us click past that SPCA commercial, Yes. you know, because it's too hard to watch. Yeah. Um, I firsthand could not click past the channel. It was in front of me. Um, I seen it. Um, I, I seen dogs affected by it. Um, it takes months to rehabilitate that sometimes sure. even years. Um, and even then you're trying three, four, five different methods to try and, uh, reach that dog again and bring it back. Um, because the last thing the shelter wants is to euthanize the dog. Um, you, you, the goal is not put down dogs at a shelter. The goal is to rehome them and help another dog that's on the street or that's, um, in the middle of a natural disaster in Texas or in California or in another country and get them here and get them new homes. Um, and, uh, it, it, it was hard to see. And I think that affects me a lot, um, when it comes to grooming. Um, because, uh, after being in the shelter and seeing dogs that were starving and, and beat and, and used as bait dogs and Mm. used as, uh, you know, puppy mill dogs, you know, the, the hardest thing for me to see, and it breaks my heart to this day is seeing a dog that was used for breeding. Right. Yeah. And is hungry. Yeah. And they're dropped off at a shelter or they're left out in front of the gate of a shelter. Um, because then you get this dog that has no social skills. Yep. Um, she's hungry, so she's going to eat more aggressively. Um, and she's sagging everywhere yeah. from yeah. how many puppies that she's had. Um, and they're the hardest to get adopted because people have this stigma that shelter dogs are just bad dogs. Right. That's why they're at the shelter because they were bad dogs and they, they probably yeah. attack somebody. And that's not the truth. Sometimes dogs are just found in a home that's been abandoned, Yeah. you know, and, um, or, or a shelter dog had uh, a medical issue. They got hurt or something and the owner just doesn't want to, to deal with it anymore or they can't or they they really can't you know but we're talking about abuse here we're not talking about owners that had no choice we're talking about owners that chose to put the dog in this predicament and then leave the dog yeah you know um and when i first groomed those type of dogs and they turn into that pet afterwards that love that that joy comes out um that's what hooked me with grooming Sure. Um, so when I traveled out and I started grooming, um, what broke my heart was that I was seeing it in salons mm-hmm. and I was seeing it um, by other groomers. Um, and it's a different kind of abuse Yeah. Um, because it's a more subtle one. It's hidden in plain sight, you know, um, certain jerks that dog people right. do to the dogs, right. you know. I know you guys seen horror videos where dogs are being flipped and and tails are being broken or dogs are dying at the salon. Those are all choices that were made mm-hmm. by employees yeah. or by groomers. And that is why that bothers me so much because that Absolutely. was a choice you made. Whether your choice was to take a dog that should not have been done 
or to continue forcing a dog that should be sent home um, because it's out of your experience level or because it's just, um, it just needs a different environment or it needs another day to go to the vet and see if they can give them a calming medication. Um, either way, you chose to continue to do that. And now the dog is in harm's way. Um, and those type of things really, really opened my eyes um, to how, how dark people can be yeah. when it comes to these dogs and why it is so serious for me in my salon that we work with the difference is love. We slow down when we need to. We care for that dog's need at that time um, because that's, that's the only way we're going to change that. You know, we can't change it by flipping a dog or forcing it to, to, you know, peel its ear back all the way around its face to where its face is like stretching one side. And you're just like, like, that's too much. Yeah. That's too much. And you're making Mm -hmm. the situation worse by doing that, you know? Um, and, and that's why that's why we do things very different in my exactly. salon. No, I that's what to. I appreciate. Yeah, when I, I, when to, I first, you know, yeah, when I first heard your story, it's like that's that's what I like. I mean, I, all of our dogs were always we got them from the pound. We didn't go to the puppy mills. We didn't go to the pet store and buy you know a mm-hmm. boutique type dog. They were and there's all, nothing wrong with that. I understand some people are very specific. You know, I don't want people to get the wrong picture. We we understand mm-hmm. that part, but I also want you to understand. Just like you found out, shelter dogs are just as great as dogs that you Absolutely. can go buy from a breeder. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's plain as day. And we never considered ourselves owners. Mm-hmm. We were adopting these little lives, and they're our responsibility now, just like if yes. you're adopting a kid. So, yeah, we always took care of them, always got the best medical care for them and everything like that. You know, I just, yes, and, and, and I understand, again, we understand lives are different, yeah. um, but the choices you make are what make the difference. Yes. Just like the abuse level, if, if you're going to choose to get a dog that is high maintenance, but you're going to choose to not listen to your groomer and not take it to the groomer for six months yeah. until this dog is severely matted, that is a form of neglect. Yeah. And people don't like to hear that. You know what I mean? But that is a form of neglect. Your dog is, is a, basically a walking carpet. If your hair on your head was a complete knot for six months, you would probably shave it off after yeah, two weeks. Start over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and that is <laughs> that's something that I want owners to realize is just that they they are living things, you know, they they do have feelings, emotions. Sure. And when you choose to abuse one, you are abusing one. And and that's that's the bottom line, you know, and, and uh being around that in in different uh salons and things like that um has really turned me off to to really if you notice i'm i don't have a thousand other groomers i don't know a thousand other groomers like that right um i've seen enough to know how i want the dogs to be treated and i and i'm and i believe that if you're a groomer you should be certified and you should you should do your proper credentials but don't forget don't forget to love, to work, to, to work with, uh, with compassion when it comes to these dogs, you know, Absolutely. Um, because Absolutely. It, it, it can only make things worse, you know, yeah. if you, if you don't. 
No, absolutely. And I appreciate what you do. So what's next for you? Um, uh, it, are you going to like franchise? Are you going to go across country? I think the next goal would be to open a smaller shop um, in another location um, and, uh, and go from there. Um, I know we had the mobile vehicle. Um, we, we're going to get, we're going to sell that, um, and, and look into possibly opening another smaller salon, um, depending on how the two go, we'll be looking into franchising or we'll be looking into just specializing in our area, um, you know, and and go from there. Um, but I do know that I I would love to expand, but I've learned over the years, um, to slow down and, and, and look at how you want to do it before you kind of just jump exactly. into it. Um, I jumped into that mobile thing pretty fast. Um, and wow, that was, that one was intense. Yeah. That one's intense. I didn't really look into the mechanical repairs and things like that, that I would be facing, hmm. um, or the weather that I would be facing. Um, so that one was, was, it, it went well, it, it went really well, but man, let me tell you, it felt like there was no time off. Wow. Um, so, um, I'm really, I, I really need to sit down and, and, and look into how we want to go into the next store. Very cool. No, it sounds good. I think, I think that'd be great. Well, Hey, if people want to get in touch with you or find you, how can they do that? What's your website? Um, right now our website is, uh, uncle Aaron grooms, uh, at weebly.com dot weebly.com okay. um uh, i believe uh it is under construction right now so you'll see things changing on there um because i want it to be just uncle aaron grooms.com in the future Excellent. um so if you definitely look us up on google uncle aaron grooms you can see our our business page you can see our website it'll pop up um and uh you can check us out on there as well um, you can also email us or uh, call us um, at unclearinggrooming at gmail.com okay. um, or just call the, call the shop and talk to us. I'm here <laughs> Excellent. and I'll talk to you guys when you guys give us a call. Very cool. And are you on Facebook? Do you have a Facebook presence? Yes, I have to say um, if you are starting a business, social media is the key. Um, I started with literally just a Facebook page. Nice. Um, and that is still to this day, my biggest form of communication with, uh, the community. Excellent. Um, uh, you can find us on there, uncle Aaron grooms as well on Facebook and Instagram. We have an Instagram now as well. Um, and we are on next door as well to the okay. next door app. Um, we've won next door awards, uh, about three years in a row now, uh, nice. for best in the neighborhood and the area. So, um, that's pretty cool as well. <laughs> Very cool. Good job. Well, Aaron, this has been awesome. I, I, like I said, I, I love dogs and, uh, I love people who love dogs. So I appreciate what you do and keep it up. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you. I encourage everyone to love your dog, yep. focus on your dog and talk to your dogs. Uh, that is the key. Your cats too. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> your cats too. <laughs> they don't always they listen. They are just as awesome. Uh, they don't always uh, listen. You know, it's awesome. So uh, I encourage you guys to do that and always remember the difference is love and everything you do. Uh, you know, if you move with that mindset, yes, knowledge and intellect is really important, but um, your empathy and your heart is also just as important because it, re- it reminds you uh, that you're human 
and that everyone around you is human. So uh, that's that's all I want to leave with you guys tonight. Good stuff. Or today. Good stuff. Well, Aaron, this has been great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to speaking with you again in the future when we yeah. where you yeah. when we update you guys on how far we've gotten. When you open up the next shop, when you start franchising. Yes. And if yes. you need a if you need a business coach, you let me know. I'll be there. Yes, I, I do. I would actually love to speak with you concerning. Very cool. Awesome. All right. All right. Listeners, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure you check out um, Uncle Aaron Grooms online, Facebook, Instagram, and at their website. And uh, share this podcast episode with your family, friends, and colleagues. And stay tuned because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now. Thank you, guys.